Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Elizabeth I of England once said, I will never, by violence, be constrained to do anything. History records that good Queen Bess was more attentive to truth with another statement, I shall make you shorter by a head. The lady had more violence in her than she dreamed or admitted, just as all of us do if we face the truth. There is no one of us who has not thought murder at some time or another, and no one of us who is not capable of it given enough provocation and the right circumstances. It is the nature of the human animal. Stop the car a minute, Hugh. Why? I have something to say before we get home. I'm afraid it will have to wait. It can't. Look, I'm ready to shoot you if you don't. Anne, put that gun away. Now, listen to me. No, I've listened to you too long. Now all the rest is silence. And now there's only me. As it always has been. I'm... alone. mystery drama, The Infernal Triangle, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Morgan Fairchild. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Time Magazine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. On the morning when all this begins, nothing could be further from Anne Fairchild's mind than violence. To be in love, to be loved in return, and to have just set the wedding date produces such a state of euphoria in any young woman, even by today's standards, that the darker side of life disappears in a puff of gold-spangled smoke. Unfortunately for Anne, that smoke is as impermanent as castles in the air, and the forces of darkness are brooding and gathering to descend, bringing with them a disaster beyond her wildest dreams. Ah, good morning, Anne, sweetie. How are you? Morning, Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good heavens, that's enough love to last for a month. Forgive my enthusiasm, <laughs> but this is just the best day that ever happened. Uh, have I got news for you? Well, that makes it nice because I have for you, too. But you first, before you explode. Now, <laughs> uh, is it is it you? It is indeed. Hugh Denning, the most gorgeous man who ever existed in this whole wide, wonderful world. <laughs> he wants me to marry him. Well, well, I take it you accept it. I did, indeed. Oh, Anne. And I'm so happy. I think it's great. Well, when's the big day? How soon do you think you can get someone to take my place? Never. As a person. I meant as a housekeeper. Oh. By tomorrow. Or maybe even by tonight. Is that fast? Mm-hmm. I, I told you I had some news, too. While you and Hugh were out last night, I had a call from Eve. She's coming home. With Roger? No. Alone. Oh, they went through with the divorce? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. 
Well, don't look so concerned, honey. It isn't her marriage that concerns me. It's Eve. Well, I think sister is strong enough to weather it. I know darn well she is. I know just how strong Eve is. I ought to. Oh, now, come on, Anne. You're not going to rake up ancient history, are you? You're far too young for Roger, and as things have turned out, well, you got the breaks. I'm not worried about the past. That was kid stuff. But I am worried about the present. I'm warning you, Daddy, if Eve doesn't keep her hands off you, I... Anne, Annie, be fair to your sister. I thought you were over this childish jealousy. There's nothing childish about my reaction to Eve. I hate her. Anne. I've never said it right out before, have I? I always swallowed it. Choked it down because I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't know how to hurt Eve. The way she's always hurt me. And I... I, I didn't mean I... to just blurt it out. I. But as long as I have, you might as well know the way I feel, Dad. It was bad enough when Mother was still alive, but after she died... Eve was really queen of the hill. Well, don't try to blink it off. You just never could see through her. No, I think you're being very unfair. How else would I expect you to feel? All my life, she took away from me everything I wanted or loved the most. Even when she didn't want them. Like Roger. All she wanted from him was his money. Man, now please. I want you to stop this. Eve has had a very rough time. She's coming home to try to bind up some very fresh wounds, not open up old ones. I want you to help her. Let some of your own happiness rub off on her. Just as long as she doesn't try to poach. But if she even so much as looks sideways at my man, there's going to be real trouble. I'll kill her. Of course, I... I don't really mean what I just said. I don't want to hurt anyone. I just don't like being hurt myself. And Eve is a past master at that. Oh, it goes back so long I can't even remember where it started. Or, or maybe it just always was. Partly because I wasn't pretty as a child. Mom tried to make it up to me. But the main thing I got out of it was hating the story of the ugly duckling because I never could believe it was true. Till I grew up. And I was beautiful. <laughs> Even Eve finally had to admit it. Although the way she said it, I never knew if she was telling the truth or not. Like now, when Dad and I met her at the airplane. And darling, you look simply ravishing. How do you do it? Oh, I guess the ugly duckling just finally grew up, Eve. Oh, you weren't ever ugly. You're the only one that ever thought so, right, Dad? Right, Eve. Anyway, you're still just as beautiful as ever. Me? I look ghastly. You don't realize, little sister, how lucky you are I took him away from you. I'd still rather have made up my own mind. What's the matter, darling? Still carrying a torch for Roger the Roamer? No. You successfully snuffed that one out for me. But you don't have to worry anymore, Eve. Anne here has someone to carry the torch for her, for a change. How marvelous. <laughs> a new lover. A man who's in love with me. Uh, and better than that, from a father's point of view, wants to marry her. But that's wonderful. When? We, uh, we haven't set a date. Oh, I can't wait to meet him. His name is Hugh. Hugh Denning. And I wish you didn't have to. Didn't have to what? Meet him. Ever. I want to warn you, Eve. 
This is one I'm not going to let you steal. I don't know when it first started, but all the things that were nearest and dearest to me seemed to end up as Eve's. A teddy bear I once treasured. Skates I got one Christmas. Dresses, clothes, Eve got all the ones I wanted. I got the leftovers. And then when we were old enough, boys, anyone who came to see me always ended up trying to date Eve. Now she was back again. How could I hold on to you? So you're Hugh Denning. I can't deny it. And you're Eve. I've heard a great deal about you. Oh, I wish I could say the same about you. But I'm willing and anxious to learn. I'm here too, remember? Of course, Anne. You're not forgotten. Never for a moment. It's just that this is a big moment. And a man I'm most anxious to meet. Eve, I warn you. I think maybe it's time we all went into dinner. Not that I mean to interfere, Anne, but uh, don't you have everything ready? Well, yes, Dad. Suppose you and Hugh sit down and Eve will help me bring the things in. Eve? Of course. You'll excuse us, Mr. Denning. Uh, it's Dr. Denning, Eve. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I guess I have a lot to learn about you. Are you going to help me in the kitchen? Of course. We must have a nice long talk after dinner, Dr. Denning. Good. I'll look forward to it. Eve, you're not going to start it again. Start what? I told you to lay off Hugh. Oh, for heaven's sake, Anne. What's the matter with you? I'm just trying to get to know someone who's going to be a... Well, a member of the family. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your divorce, Mrs. Grant. You shouldn't be. And by now, don't you think you should call me Eve? All right. Eve. <laughs> I'm going to keep it Dr. Denning for one moment longer. Huh. I made the mistake of marrying a man who couldn't even keep his word, let alone his wife. He even cheated on his mistresses. So I'm well rid of him. Don't you think, Anne? You arranged it so I never had the chance to make up my mind. Oh, surely you no longer care. Well, surely what we can do is drop Roger out of this conversation, huh? He doesn't mean anything to us anymore. That's gospel. So now with that subject out of the way, I can and will call you Hugh. It's my pleasure, Eve. And mine. You could be a very valuable member of the family. <laughs> There's a fire in the living room. Why don't we have coffee and... And maybe some brandy in there. Uh, the table has to be cleared. Oh, the dishes can wait. The ice cream will melt, and uh, we need more coffee. Why don't you help me straighten up? Now, why don't I do that, huh? You and Eve are guests for tonight. Besides, they should have a moment or two to get acquainted under the circumstances. But I don't want her to be alone with... Anne, dear. I think you can trust me, can't you? Yes, but I... If you want, we can all do the dishes. No, no, no. Eve is tired. It's a long trip. It's her first night home. Do me a favor, Hugh. You keep her company while Anne and I clear away. Right? I think that's a good idea. I've been looking forward to meeting Anne's sister. Anne? I guess so. You do remember we discussed this? Yes. Then come on, Eve. We'll uh, see you in a little while. Uh, <clears throat> Anne? Yes. Are you, uh, you all right? Yes, Dad, yes. Okay. Now, where do we start? 
Oh, anyway, Dad, it doesn't matter. She started. Already. Only this time, she isn't going to get away with it. But how was I going to stop her? I never had been able to. And in the days that followed, I saw them more and more together. Whispering in corners, breaking off quickly when I came in the room. Hugh was avoiding me. Never seeing me alone, he claimed his schedule was jammed. Pleaded solid appointments every day. I was getting more and more frantic. I knew I was losing him to Eve, but how to stop it? And then one morning, I started out shopping. And had to come back from my pocketbook. Nobody saw me come in the door. Upstairs, I could hear a radio playing. And as I climbed the stairs, I realized it was coming from the bathroom Eve and I used. I glanced at my watch. Eleven o'clock. Sure, just getting up. And as usual, playing that darn radio while she had her bath. In spite of the fact that Dad had warned her how dangerous it... And suddenly, I saw how it all could be. Only first, I would give her one more chance. Oh, who's that? Me, Anne. I'm having a bath. You mind? What are you turning the radio down for? I want to talk to you. All right, Anne, later. No. Now. I just want the answer to some questions. Are you going to leave Hugh alone? I don't know what you're talking about. Don't lie. You're just trying to steal him from me. You must be crazy. Just as you have everything else I ever wanted. So this is your last chance. My last chance for what? To promise to stay away from you. If you don't, I'll kill you. Oh, don't be ridiculous. I don't care about Hugh. You're lying. Oh, what is the use of talking about it? It wouldn't change anything. There's only one thing to do. Anne. Anne, Anne, what is it? You didn't want me to turn the radio down? All right. How's this? Listen to it. Listen to your swan song. I'm getting you out of my life forever. Anne. No. No. somewhere, but I never quite believed it. It's just as dangerous as people say it is. And you're dead. Eve, dead. I never have to worry about you again. And nobody needs to know I had anything to do with it. In spite of our knowledge about the danger of certain electrical appliances, too many people die from accidental electrocution every year. The most common villains are radios and electric heaters. Statistics are not available, certainly not in a case where death was deliberately caused, as in Eve's case. I shall return shortly 
with Act Two. shocking crime that Anne Fairchild has affected is not the end of her problems, but only the beginning of a new set. Starting with the moment when, after sneaking successfully past the door to her father's medical office, she is just about to let herself out the main door of the house when... Anne? Yes, Daddy. Oh, you're just coming home, huh? Yes. I thought I heard you come back sooner. No. No, I, uh, I just drove up. I, I got all the way to the supermarket and found I'd forgotten my pocketbook. I, uh, oh, I left it here on the hall table. Oh, then you haven't been shopping yet. No. Good, good. My, my drug salesman hasn't been by this month. Could you stop in at Citrine's Pharmacy and get me this prescription order, hmm? I'm all out of phenobarbital. I've called them. It's a large order, but they'll let you have it since they know us both. Oh, I- I'll get it, Daddy. Fine, fine. I've got to get back to a patient. Uh, oh, by the way, that's uh, that's capsules, uh, not uh, not tablets. Oh, uh, where's Eve? I, uh, I guess she's in her usual morning state. Ah, <laughs> dead to the world, huh? <laughs> she doesn't like getting up in the morning much. Well, I don't blame her. I've been giving her some sedatives. Maybe we ought to wake her now, though. And as soon as I dismiss this patient, we could all have some brunch if you'd make it. No. Uh, no, I, I'm going shopping and, and get your pills, and then I'm coming home for a nap. If you want Eve, you'll just have to wake her for yourself. I didn't mean that literally, of course. Because nobody could wake Eve. She was dead. Electrocuted, drowned. Dead as dead. But then... Everything became sort of blurry. I... I guess I was just reacting to all the horror, the terrible thing that had happened, and my own terror. I, I remember... I did the shopping, and I... picked up the pills for Dad. And I came home and just left everything in the kitchen. And went upstairs. Everything was spinning round as I lay down, and, and I must have fallen asleep. So deep... concerned because you were in such a deep sleep I couldn't get you awake. You... You found Eve. Found Eve? I... I, How long have you been upstairs? 
Well, I just came back from the dispensary. I saw your car outside, and I knew you were back. I was wondering about lunch or brunch or whatever. I came to wake you up first, and then I thought we'd get Eve and eat together. You can't get Eve. She's dead. Dead. We told her and told her about having that radio in the bathroom while she was in the tub. It fell in, and, and she got... Good Lord. Good Lord. How, how do you know this? She doesn't matter. I I saw her lying there in a, in a dream, perhaps. Nobody could prove anything else. I wasn't there when it happened. You know that. What are you talking about? It, it was a clock radio. You could tell when she died, and, and anyway, you're a doctor. You could tell, too, and, and you... You know I wasn't even there when it happened. You can't prove I was. I know that you don't know what you're talking about. My God, what have you done? You stay right here till I find out. He didn't have to worry about my staying because I was so woozy again. And and suddenly it was like a curtain dropping. The black came and I was asleep. And when I got wakened again, I would have given anything not to be because the voice that brought me out of sleep was Eve's. Hello, little sister. Heard any good music on the radio lately? Eve. Who else? Your loving sister. You're not dead? What do you think? I shouldn't have to think. I know you're dead. You ought to know. You killed me, didn't you? No, it was an accident. He wanted it to look like that. With you dead and out of the way, at least I could have something for myself. You mean you? Yes. He doesn't love you. He wants me to marry him. Are you sure? Isn't it the other way around? What other way around? Isn't it you that wants to marry him? And under the circumstances, he had to pretend. The circumstances? What circumstances? You know as well as I do. Better, in fact. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not reaching you, am I? How can you reach me? You're, you're not even here. You're a ghost. You're dead. 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 The blackness came swirling around me again, and there was peace for a little while. The blessing of nothingness, of not knowing, of, of not being. And then, like being in seawater, you can't fight the buoyancy forever. And gradually you rise back through layer upon layer, back to the surface, and life again. The hard and terrible facts of life. No. Why are you shutting me up here? Because you're condemned. Why? Didn't you kill your sister? No, no, it was an accident. Didn't you want to see her dead? I... I didn't want her to steal a man I loved. Couldn't you hold the man by yourself? Couldn't you trust him not to betray you? I don't know. I... I thought I, I felt that... If I didn't have to compete with Eve, I, I would be safe. So you killed her. Who are you? I might be yourself. No, you're not. You're... You're... You're Hugh. Of course. Who else? I don't want to see you. You don't love me. That's silly. Everyone loves you, Anne. Not you. Not the way I want you to. 
It's Eve, isn't it? It's always Eve. Easy, darling. Easy. Don't talk to me like a child. I was your child. You could have... You could have told me to do anything and I would have done it. Till Eve came back. Then it all changed. Nothing has changed. Everything has. I didn't want it to. So I, I killed her. You know that, don't you? It was an accident. Oh, no. No, I took the radio and threw it into the tub to kill her. Why? Because she was trying to steal you away from me. And she'd never have stopped until she had. Stealing me from you? Yes. You are in love with me, aren't you? Ah, yes. In a sense. What does that mean? In a sense. You said you loved me. As you loved me. No more, no less. You didn't... You didn't want me as a woman? It's difficult to explain. What's difficult? Well, you have nobody to run to, Hugh. She's dead, no matter how much she tries to haunt me. And you'd better make up your mind to settle for second best. Because I'm all you have left. He doesn't want me. He never wanted me. I killed my sister to keep his love, but... That wasn't enough. He doesn't love me. He never will. It was all a lie. So now I know I have to kill him, too. That's why I brought the gun. Daddy's gun. The one he keeps in his office. I want to go home, Hugh. I don't know about that. Am I arrested? Locked up? Am I accused of anything? No. Not yet. Then can't I please go home? Would you promise to behave yourself? Yes. And how do I know you'd keep that promise? I don't know. Wouldn't you see that I did? I can't control it, Anne. You have to be the one. Please, I'd be safe with you, wouldn't I? But is anyone safe with you? Oh. Damn it, I'm... I'm going to take the chance. Could you stop the car a minute, Hugh? Why? Oh, right here by the river, please. I've got something to say, and I have to say it before we get home. I'm afraid it will have to wait. It can't. Look, I'm ready to shoot you if you don't. Anne, put that gun away. No, now stop the car. All right, all right, just... Don't do anything foolish. Now, what is it you want, Anne? Something so simple. Just one thing that was all mine. Just mine. A doll. My skates. My father's love. Roger as a lover. And then you. You most of all. To be my husband, my lover, my man. Eve took them all from me, so I thought that if I killed her, then I'd be safe. Now I see it was all for nothing. Because even though she's gone, 
You don't love me. I still can't have you. So no one will. Anne. Anne, listen. You've got to listen to me. No. I listened to you too long. Now all the rest is silence. And now there's only me, as it always has been. I'm alone. Fairchild, not the picture of your all-American girl, is she? What drives her? How does she expect to get away with two murders? Will the second return to haunt her as the first? And what possible redeeming quality makes her story worth retelling? I'll return shortly with Act Three. For a long time, Anne Fairchild sits looking at the man she has ruthlessly killed. She is immobile frozen, except for the tears which run silently from her unblinking eyes. For the moment, her body is as dead as Hughes. Only her turbulent mind is alive. And now I've killed the last thing I loved. Except my father. Because I did love you too, even in spite of everything. I was just so jealous. Jealous of all the love you stole from me and... and most of all, my father's. Dad. Does that mean I have to kill him, too? No. No, I've destroyed enough. Except one last thing. Me. I can't. I I haven't the courage to shoot myself. How? I know. I know the pills I got for Dad. But I I need time for that. I, I can't cover up Hugh's death. I have to bury him first. I'm sorry, Hugh. I have to bury you. Goodbye, my darling. got home. Somewhere I must have fallen because my stockings were torn and I had bruises on my elbows. There must have been some rain because I could feel my hair plastered to my head. It's funny that I could feel anything outside because inside I was dead. Dead as Eve and Hugh and as I hope to be soon myself. I got home at last, mud spattered and bone weary. I, I started to grow more and more frantic as no one answered the bell. Help me, someone! Help me! Help me! Anne, and what in God's name? Come in, come in, child, come in. I thought there was no one here. The, 
that I was all alone. I... Hey, no, come, come into my office. I'll get you something to calm you down. Have a look at how badly you're hurt. I'm all right. I'm all right. I just slipped and, and fell or something. Uh, just, just a minute, Anne. How did you get away from there? I asked Hugh to bring me. And he let you out? We started off in his car, and, and then I... Yes, as and then? And then I had to kill him. Because he doesn't love me. That isn't true. He doesn't want to marry me, does he? Well, I, I don't know how, how to answer that. It doesn't matter. He can't anymore. I made him dead. Just like Eve. Anne. Yes? You say you killed you just as you did Eve. How? How? Yes. How did you kill you? I shot him. Then I got out and put the car in gear and let it roll down the embankment. You say you shot him? With what? With your revolver, the one you keep in the drawer. I thought about shooting myself first and, and then again afterwards, but I, I didn't have the courage. Just a moment, Anne. What did you do with the pistol, Anne? Afterward, I mean. The gun, I... I don't know. Maybe I threw it away. I don't know. I don't remember. But you haven't got it now. No, no. You can see I don't even have my purse. And you're sure he was dead? Yes. The phone is ringing. Letty, let someone else get it. How can you be so sure he was dead? Because if the shot didn't kill him, it, he'd have to drown in the river. The phone has stopped ringing. I know. Someone answered it. Anne. What? Why did you want to kill them? Even Hugh? Because they stole love from me. The only thing I ever wanted and, and never could get all my life. But I'm sorry I killed them. Sorry. And, and there's no need to be sorry because you Oh, haven't... yes. Yes, there is. Because, you see, it didn't do any good. It didn't make me safe or, or give me what I was looking for. The only person I should have killed was myself. Myself. It's the only way I'll ever be free. Come in. That was you, Dad. Uh, he called to say that... That what? Anne had escaped. I told him she was here. No. No, he couldn't have called. He's dead, just like you are dead, Eve. You can't be alive. Why won't you die and leave me alone? I see it now. The only way I'll ever be rid of it is is to die myself. Watch it, Anne. No, Anne, stop it. Let go. Anne. Let me alone. There. You all want to be rid of Hold me. Just her. let Eve, me Eve, die. Hold her. Hold her. Uh, can Please, you, can you handle me. her just long enough for me to get no, it? I'll get a hypodermic. Make it quick. That's it. One Hold day since I never win, I just... Easy now. Die, please, God. Anne. Please. Anne. And if you'll help me... If you'll just help me, I'll bring you rest. Can't help me. I can't. Why do they haunt me? I've got to hide. Hide. Darling, I... darling. My little daughter, Anne, let me help you. You know I will because I love you. You love me, Daddy. 
Daddy loves me? Daddy loves you. And then the dreams. Stretching backwards. Backwards through all my life. Swirling back into the past. Darker and darker till finally... I came to the darkest moment of all. I don't know what age I was. Very young. Eight or nine, perhaps. And I woke up and couldn't sleep. I climbed out of bed and... And I listened at my door. Far away, I could hear mother and father talking grown-up talk. And I thought, if they'd just hold me for a moment, I wouldn't be scared of night shadows and, and those goblins that hid in the dark. So I started down the stairs. But halfway down, I was frozen by what I heard. I never have been very good with children. You know that. I bore you one child. That's all I promised. God, what a child... Eve, everything I could ever have wanted. Bright, beautiful, brimming with life. With only one fault, so I tried again. I'm sorry I couldn't give you the son you wanted so much. Oh, poor, ugly little Anne. You could be a little kinder to her, Jim. Don't you realize that poor, overweight, stumbling child dotes on you? Centers her whole life on you? Waits trembling for even the slightest word of acceptance, of love? Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. She made it so I couldn't have any more children. Lord, I don't blame you. That's fate. And for the love of heaven, Jim, you of all people, a doctor, can't blame a defenseless child because she turned out to be a girl. There's no way we can change that. Or that I can have any more children even if I wanted to. I know, I know. If only she weren't such a little... Nothing. I mean, I... Don't sell Anne short. Some children develop late. Maybe Anne is an ugly duckling now. Certainly next to Eve. But give her time. Oh, better than that. Give her love. To love. And not to be loved in return. I think it must be the most terrible thing in the world. And then I start the long climb up. Winding around and around like a spiral staircase. Until suddenly my head breaks water. And I'm back in the world again. I slip out of bed a little unsteady. and Steal downstairs. Into Daddy's office. Phenobarbital is in his cabinet. And then they were doing things to me. I, I could only hear their voices as though they were at the end of some long tunnel. There's nothing more to pump out. We've got to keep her moving. Eve, get all the hot black coffee you can. Your father and I will keep her walking. Oh, please, I... I don't remember ever being so tired. I couldn't even flick my eyelids to save myself. I know I don't have to. Not anymore. I'm not awake, but... I'm not asleep. Just lying here, I can hear every word that follows with marvelous clarity. I can't react. But I can hear. I can hear. You mean Anne actually thought she had killed me? 
And you, Dr. Denning? Well, Anne's been hallucinating for a long time. Ever since Roger chose you instead of her. Oh, I still can't believe that Anne would go to pieces over that. It's been coming for a long time. You thought he had it under control till the accident of your coming home. You mean Anne's right? I caused it all? No. No, I'm the one to blame. Nobody is to blame. It was only unfortunate that just as I had gained Anne's confidence, at the expense of accepting for myself the love she still harbored, unrequited for her father... You came along, Eve, and with a catalyst that blew things wide open again. Then it is my fault. Oh, look, if anyone was at fault, we were all at fault. But, Hugh, are you trying to say that we've exploded my poor little sister into fragments? That she can never be pieced together again? I don't know how to answer that. I only know that as long as I live, I'll be trying. Because when Anne gave me her love and I returned it, it was no pretense. I know the real girl that lies buried under all the emotional misunderstandings. And I love her. I'll never stop believing I can't clear away all the shadows. And let the sunlight back in. I guess there's a long road ahead. But I don't care. I know I can see my way because... because there's hope. Hope. That lovely word. And the reason there's hope is because I know all any woman really needs to know. That there is one man who loves me completely. Better than anything else in the world. hasn't been a story at all, because most of it was never told. We only heard Anne's point of view, which was mostly illusion. So rather than a story, we might call it a vista to a girl's mind, to a place of shadows that suddenly faded in the light of truth and understanding. A strange visit to a dark room. I'll be back shortly. time, it was considered absolute heresy for an analyst to have any personal contact with a patient. But we're a more permissive society now, and Hugh Denning is not the first psychiatrist who has married one of his patients. Of course, Anne is no longer a patient. Analysis had brought her freedom to understand and control her life, and be a whole woman. And there is no question that the whole experience has made Dr. Hugh Denning a better analyst. So... Everyone gained, and Anne's hope became reality. Our cast included Morgan Fairchild, Joe Silver, Catherine Byers, and William Redfield. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Huh? Helen. Helen, what is it? Uh, no. Oh, no. No, come on. Look at that. Help me. Where? Where am I? In your rooms, Armand. What happened to me? 
Oh, I... I remember. I... I fainted. I... I saw... Well, what did you see? You must promise not to laugh at me. I promise. She... She winked at me. She what? She winked at me. Oh. Oh. You say that as if you think I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm the sanest person you know. But the old countess, my, my grandmother is dead. I know. But she winked at me. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.